the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's podcast, sponsored by Hillsdale College. All things Hillsdale at Hillsdale.edu. I encourage you to take advantage of the many free online courses there. And, of course, to listen to the Hillsdale Dialogues, all of them at Q for Hillsdale.com, or just Google Apple, iTunes, and Hillsdale. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Good morning, Glory America. Bonjour, high Kennedy. Hugh Hewitt live inside of Studio Beltway. Matt Gates just dominates everything. There's a great story on Hunter Biden this morning in the cover-up that DOJ engineered. Matt Gates has stepped on that story. There, there's a lot. Look, Matt Gates everywhere. We're in Gates surround sound. The most ridiculous man in the Congress took to the microphone last night. Let's play cut 16. You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of any repercussions, either from leadership or from legal? Oh, that's Jamal I mean, Bowman. I'm sorry. We have things categorized by idiots. All right. So we got Matt Gates' idiot file and the Jamal Bowman idiot file. But we'll come back to Matt Gates' idiot file in a second. Let me begin by saying that uh, it's possible. It's possible that Matt Gates paralyzes the House and destroys the Republican majority today. Uh, Andy Biggs, just another spelling bee winner, is going to join with him. Marilyn Matt Rosendale thinks it helps him out in Montana. Uh, Dan Bishop thinks it helps him out become the Attorney General of North Carolina, and Ralph Norman apparently doesn't think about at all. So the Knucklehead Caucus may succeed because Democrats aren't going to help out Kim McCarthy. So they may vacate the chair, and they don't have a candidate. And they have they've got nothing to do. So our investigations into uh, the Biden family operation, vast as it might be, our investigation, in the Chinese Communist Party, the effort to have any leverage in the appropriate. It'll all be gone because Matt Gates is playing seventh dimensional chess. Now, I was uh, I was on Brett Baer last night on special report. And the, the first subject, of course, was Matt Gates and. You know, I understand that Matt Gates is in the news and everyone loves a mediocre people need representation, too. All right. And that is the most important thing to remember, that mediocre people and and ridiculous people need representation, too. So I got asked by Brett about McCarthy's chances. Cut number one. You were fiscal cliff after fiscal cliff, and they just punted the ball another month, essentially. Um, But what about McCarthy's chances? This the. Votes are slim. I think they're good. Part of I'm, I'm smiling because Matt Gates used the word trustworthy, and so I just had to reflexively smile. I want people to understand he's a legacy admittee to Florida politics. His father was the president of the Florida State Senate. He was a Jeb Bush guy eight years ago. He's recast himself now as Donald Trump's uh, uh, sword bearer in the Congress. It's all malarkey. Kevin McCarthy runs the best political operation the Republicans have had in probably 30 years. I went out last summer to interview a bunch of the candidates. There are 40 new members of the Republican Party. Elon Musk was brought in by uh, Kevin McCarthy. The whole House narrow majority collapses if they take Kevin McCarthy out. So what uh, Matt Gates is doing is putting in a Democratic House just in time for Donald Trump's return if he is reelected so he can be impeached in the first week. It's absolutely insane. It is. It's, it's so ridiculous. Uh, uh, the... The tweets by members of Congress, Mike Lawler is going to join me a little bit later, but I prefer 
uh, Derek Van Orden, the, the seal up in Wisconsin. He says he works for 750,000 uh, hardworking Wisconsinites, not the knucklehead from Florida. I mean, that's not an exact quote. Knucklehead is just shorthand for the knucklehead caucus. Uh, so I, I, your phone calls are welcome. 1-800-520-1234. And I know that I've got a listener who loves Matt Gates. I know you're out there. You're more than welcome to call and tell me why Matt is just so brilliant. To go from being, his dad was one of the most powerful men in Florida, so he got his son a congressional seat in the redistricting. So he's a legacy admittee. And and Matt's in now, and he was a Jeb Bush guy, which is fine, by the way. There were a lot of Jeb Bush guys. And then he realized there wasn't just much energy or any future in that, particularly when you're being alleged to have trafficked uh, underage minors for sexual activity uh, across state borders and illegal drug use and the use of inappropriate images on the House floor. In other words, if you're being investigated for all-around creepiness, it's important to get uh, get ahead of those charges and draw attention to yourself. So Matt Gates has developed the whole shtick, and now his shtick involves defeating every Republican in the House. It's really a bring down the House. Samson strategy, right? Bringing everybody down. McCarthy's operation, and I've seen it, I've gone and reported on it twice, is remarkable. It's effective. Over two years, it built the majority. It will build it more if left unhindered. If they would just actually, if they only had a brain. If they only had a brain, do we have that ready? If I had a producer, can we get Matt Gates's that solo right there? If we only had a brain, not the heart, not courage. I uh, just, if we only had a brain, we would not be in this problem. Clarence Thomas recused himself from, there we go. The ocean's near the shore. Matt Gates. I could think of things I never thought before. Matt Gates. And then I'd sit and think some more. Matt Gates. I would not be just a nothing, my head all full of stuffing, my heart all full of pain. Ah, uh, poor Matt. And be merry, life would be a ding a dairy if I only had a brain. All right, well, keep that handy, because Matt's, Matt's in charge for a few days. And he might get four people to agree with him, and the Democrats might sit on their hands and try and nominate their own speaker. You know, if I were the Republicans, I'd actually put, I'd put the Democrats in charge and demonstrate what Matt Gates did. You know, I'd say, okay, we haven't got a candidate. No one else. We want McCarthy's our guy. And that, by the way, is a political calculation. Kevin gets along with everyone except the ridiculous people, the knucklehead faction from left to right, the five families. But Matt Gates is not a family. He's a wrecking ball. All right. Just a wrecking ball. Also got a report that Henry Cuellar is fine this morning after his car was carjacked and he was held at gunpoint last night. Uh, that's second member of Congress. Um, involved in a violent incident. This one occurred near the Navy Yard neighborhood. Three armed assailants approached the congressman while he was parking and stole his car. I'm glad he's all right. The District of Columbia is the uh, responsibility of the Congress, and we know who is running the Senate, Chuck Schumer. U.S. Treasury yields at a 16-year high. We have no phone calls in defense of Matt Gate yet. It's 1-800-520-1234. Uh, Got to call me if you it, it, the Washington Post. It's a historic move. Gates files motion to oust McCarthy. Uh, New York Times Gates moves to oust McCarthy, threatening his grip on the speakership. He's stepping on Donald Trump's messaging. He's going to elect a Democratic House just in time for Donald Trump if he wins re-election to get impeached. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen a Republican do. I'm 67 years old. I've been working in politics since I was 19. First campaign at 19, and I have never seen anything this dumb. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And so Matt Gates, way to go. At the, you know, the speaker fight at the beginning of the, of the term, I thought that was pretty stupid. But this is really nuclear levers. This is Chernobyl of stupidity. And Matt Gates is leading it. Uh, you know, because I like winning. I like to win. That's why I support the Alliance Defending Freedom, why I let them sponsor this show, why I speak every year to their Blackstone fellows. Um, I may have missed for the first year this summer. I, I missed this summer. Did I? I can't remember. June. June seemed like a thousand years ago. I guess I didn't miss this summer. Uh, and I go year in and year out because ADF wins since its founding by Alan Sears 30 years ago. They are now up to 500 employees, 150 lawyers. They, they defend the defenseless. They stand up for free speech. They stand up for everything you believe in. And all I'm asking you to do is to go to HughHewitt.com, go to the top, click on that banner and become a champion of freedom a sustaining member of ADF, $19 a month. 
easier when you don't have to pull it out of your wallet. Easier when you do it, when you make the commitment. I'm, I'm in there, 63 cents a day. Uh, Tyson Langhofer told me, he's one of the senior litigation counsel at ADF, why this matters so much. As a parent now, it's my job to ensure that my children have the same freedoms that I experienced throughout my life. And I see those slipping away. So that $19 a month is extremely valuable. And there will be no better investment in your children's future than to continue to make sure that their freedoms to speak and to live consistently with their religious beliefs are still intact for them and for them for your grandchildren. I got to tell you, you need ADF out there. You need them on that wall. Alliance Defending Freedom gets it done. You can call them at 8, uh, let me get the number, 855-374-4123. That's 855-374-4123. But I prefer if you use HughHewitt.com, the banner is at the top. And if you're even thinking about it, do it. And $19 a month protects your First Amendment right to speech and to free exercise of religion, protects your right as a parent over the control of your children's education, protects everything, the separation of powers. It protects you against everything. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the wall of your freedom. They are 13 out of 14 at the Supreme Court in the last decade, and they are magnificent, and they deserve your support. Please go over to HughHewitt.com and click on that banner and become part of the effort to save. And if you're Matt Gates friendly, 1-800-520-1234. Maybe you're Matt Gates curious. 1-800-520-1234. Give me a call. Matt Gates Day on The Hugh Hewitt Show. Welcome back, America. That music means David M. Drucker of the Dispatch is in the house. Good morning, David. Good morning, Hugh. David, I've been doing this for 34 years, political broadcasting. And so I've seen a lot of dumb stuff. Matt Gates bringing down the House GOP and stepping on the Hunter Biden story and the persecution of Donald Trump story while the Virginia elections are underway is actually the gold medal winner for dumb. It is the stupidest thing I've seen. But I think he's got four other people at least as dumb as he is. What do you think? Well, I think that that he may have enough people to to force this thing into a perpetual vote until uh, things can be figured out. Look, Hugh, I wouldn't be surprised. I've been thinking about this. Right. But I I really think that this was bound to happen at some point. I think it's more than 10 years in the making because the incentive structures for House Republicans, at the very least, but even some Senate Republicans are not for smart strategic governing, producing incremental results that you can pile on top of incremental result on top of incremental result until you've been able to work your way towards some conservative ends, particularly in divided government. And McCarthy has a four-seat majority. Democrats hold the Senate and the White House. But a lot of Republican voters, uh, present company excluded, but they pay attention to voices in the media. They pay attention to voices in their party. They believe that more is possible than it actually is. And I don't think Matt Gates is going to be punished at home where it matters most. I don't think you can primary him and beat him. I don't think Republican voters in his district are upset. I think he's waging the fight that they want to see. And I think the result to them is immaterial. It's about oh, waging David, the I want to make clear. I, I agree with you about his own CD. He's a legacy admittee to Florida politics. His dad was a very powerful uh, Senate president in Florida. So Matt got in on the legacy admissions ticket. So if he's in, if he stays in his deep red congressional district, although there's a lot of military there and he just screwed up an E1 through E10 pay raise. So I'm not sure the military is going to love Matt Gates for this, but he, he's not going to get hurt. The Republicans are going to get hurt. And I mean, badly. Right. Really right. badly. Right. But I don't think. Repu- yeah. But I don't think Republican voters uh, by and large really care. I think that they believe Republicans should be doing more and fighting harder and obtaining more results than are realistically possible. I think the fact that Kevin McCarthy, with a four-seat majority in the House, and that's all Republicans had in Washington, period, was able to engineer a debt ceiling deal that held the line on spending when you had a Democratic White House and a democratically controlled Senate that did not want to go along with that in the first place. The fact that they rebelled after giving him the unity to do that and create a really politically, really neat result tells you where the party is because they didn't have to be here. He had created not, this Not deal where the party so is. It didn't just impact the debt ceiling. I, I got to correct you. It's spending. not where the party is. There are 212 Republicans in the caucus who are against Matt Gates and his band of dummies. So it's where the dummies right, are. But, 
Right. But it's also where some of the presidential candidates are. It's where former President Donald Trump is and it's where the Republican base is. And I will say this about you're right about the majority of the majority, but they have gone along with this sort of behavior from the right flank for more than a decade and they've done nothing about it. At this point, what they should do to exact punishment is they should work with Democrats on legislation on leadership just to say is if you're not going to allow us to work as a team to get the most we can get as a party then this is what happens but the right flank never pays a price either politically or substantively for this kind of behavior well i i think that may in fact change because you've got 40 new republicans i went out and reported on the uh, mccarthy gathering last summer and the summer before that the uh, the thing collapses. He's built this amazing machine, this fundraising volunteer donor based machine, the support for new candidates machine, this teaching machine. You got Juan Siscomani and, and Jen Kiggins and all these different new Republicans who are in there with the majority. They're all going to get wiped out, David. And they know Derek Van Orden is the toughest guy on. He's a freshman from Wisconsin who McCarthy recruited and helped. He is the toughest guy on Gates. Everybody knows Matt Gates is a moron. How does that help him? Well, how does it help Matt Gates? Yeah. It helps Matt Gates because the Republican base believes that McCarthy is a sellout who should who should be getting more out of dividing government than you and I know is actually possible. I, I don't, don't think don't the Republican base believes fighting that. Fighting wins. I, I don't believe well, the Republican I, base I, believes I, that. I, I, I think okay, enough listen, $5 I, I, and $10 I, I donors do. I mean, we're talking about different things. Republican base to me means 51% of the Republican Party. I think no, there's okay, 1%. Well, okay. I'm, I'm looking at, listen, I'm looking at the 25 to 35% that you can guarantee to show up in any primary anywhere. If you're looking at the broader Republican electorate, sure, that, that as a whole, they're not going to go for this. But when you're looking at a, ho- a House district that has been drawn to elect Republicans, Democrats do the same thing. Like the complaint here isn't gerrymandering. But when you've got a a very overwhelmingly red district, Republicans who play this game, who who position themselves like this, are not going to pay a price. They're not going to say, you disrupted some very productive conservative policy and gave the Democrats a lifeline. We're going to elect a new Republican. They're going to thank you for fighting the fight, and they're going to blame Republicans and rhinos. We'll see about that, David, because we're going to reelect you. When Dan Bishop runs for attorney general of North Carolina and loses, we'll see about that. When Marilyn Matt Rosendale tries to pretend he's from Montana and get elected and his hat doesn't fit, we'll find out about that. When Ralph Norman goes down fighting Lindsey Graham, we'll see about that. And if Matt Gates, please, Matt Gates, run for governor, because you will get blown out. Blown out. David Drucker, good to talk to you. Byron Donaldson, Michael Walter, a bunch of people want to be governor that will be governor ahead of Matt Gates because Matt Gates is a moron's moron. Stay tuned, America. I'm Hugh Hewitt. America, bonjour, hi, Canada. I'm Hugh Hewitt, live inside the Beltway where it is raining stupid, but Byron York has brought an umbrella, I hope. Byron York with the Washington Examiner. You see him on Fox News where he's a contributor. Byron, do you have access to the secret plans of Matt Gates? Do you know what the plan is? Yes, I know what it's all about, and it's really, really smart. You won't believe it, but I'm sorry, I just can't tell you. I'm sorry. You know, it's come incredible. on, by, no one it's will tell me. the wisest thing you ever saw. It's, in, it's really something else. No one will tell me what the plan is. I know that, they're, that part one is blow up McCarthy, but what's step two? Can you tell me at least what step two is? <laughs> No, I have no idea what step two is. I mean, we have seen plenty of reporting that step one is just dominates, is just a, a fix, a personal fixation with Gates. And, you know, there is something, uh, it's kind of interesting, there is something about McCarthy that does seem to make a certain type of person really mad. Uh, well, let me tell you who he yeah, triggers. I've, I've never been he able to triggers. figure it out, but re- Remember he when, entitled people, Byron. Uh, Matt Gates Boehner, is a legacy admittee to Florida politics, and he triggers well, when, him. Yeah, I, I, I saw you mention that last night on, on Special Report. I, but, you know, re- remember when, when Boehner was run off by the purists um, and uh, McCarthy would have been or could have been speaker then, but then he was rejected, and then Paul Ryan came out and reluctantly sort of took the job. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I've never, never understood the antipathy to McCarthy. You, you know, 
McCarthy has always struck me as uh, incredibly well-prepared, extremely hard worker, you know, like no, knowing everything about every one of his members, thinking through each race and each fundraising issue and all of that. He's not a visionary, um, but he, you know, is really, really quite excellent at what he does. And why he makes people so mad, especially when you've only got is the majority four now? It's uh, four now. Yeah. Chris Stewart had to had to leave Resigned. and has yeah. not been replaced. And so you're talking about a four seat majority, which is essentially tied in a four hundred and thirty five seat house. And uh being able to to navigate through anything is really uh amazing. And yeah, but course, last what, summer I flew out to Wyoming to the McCarthy uh, mm-hmm. Meet the candidates thing so I could interview people like Jen Kiggins and uh, Derek Van Orden and a bunch of the people who were running. They got together and Elon Musk, Kevin called him up and the speaker got the, the not then speaker, the majority leader then got him to come and talk to the entire people. Then I went to the McCarthy event this summer in D.C., just showed up over at the hotel where they were holding it and talked to people who had won. Once again, you've got incredible organization, very dedicated staff, a plan and a methodology, this blows up the bridge. And I just think of all, they are giving the House back to the Democrats in 2025, just in time. If Donald Trump wins, just in time to impeach Donald Trump. I said that last night as well. Do they not get this? Does the former president not call up Matt Gates and say, listen, numbskull, you're endangering my defense? They're also, seems to me, I mean, they're, they're giving Democrats power right now to, I mean, isn't, if, if Gates goes ahead with this, and he did actually last night file the motion to vacate, um, they're giving Democrats right now the power to, uh, of whether this Republican speaker stays in office or whether another speaker or nobody becomes speaker. That's now really in the hands of Democrats. And so he's he's empowered Democrats right now. And you're you're absolutely right about um, the 2024 race. Um, And, you know, obviously, Donald Trump uh, as president with a Democratic House means impeachment immediately, 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 immediately. Yeah. Yeah. They're they'll have they'll have the articles written during the transition period and, and ready to go on uh, day and one. And then Senator Schiff will be on judiciary under the new uh, Senate majority. I mean, you can't do this and not see the car crash coming. Meanwhile, we got the Virginia elections. Glenn Youngkin is trying to get school choice into Virginia for everyone who is a parent in Virginia and trying to lower taxes in Virginia. And Matt Gates is blowing that up, too. Yeah. And, you know, and this is the situation. Now, what's your opinion on the uh, the Glenn Youngkin knight in shining armor scenario? Uh, no, I, I, I don't I don't buy it because about the, re- the Republican race. No, I'm, I'm not buying it because Youngkin is too smart. The the deadlines pass too quickly. I think he might be a very good vice president for anyone because I don't believe you've got to balance the ticket by race or gender. I think you've got to. Find a good campaigner in a swing state. So you can go get Mike Gallagher in Wisconsin or Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. Or if you want just a hammer, you go get Tom Cotton if you're Donald Trump and you persevere in this. But we should be talking about this idiotic court suit against Donald Trump in New York. I mean, it really is a moron's lawsuit. And the judge hamming it up yesterday and the appraisal of Mar-a-Lago. We should be talking about that or we should be passing an appropriation bill and Matt Gates is stepping and Matt Gates is throwing Jamal Bowman a lifeline, Byron. Yes, yes he is. I mean, uh, other than, you know, absent Matt Gates, the Jamal Bowman situation would be much more dominant uh, than it is now, which is just an extraordinary an incredible situation. Um, and. Uh, even I, I mean, I was surprised. Were you surprised? I thought, my, my, my goodness, that's, I've, I've never seen that before. No, I've, um, there's lots I've never seen before. But honestly, if you had Bowman and Gates playing Jeopardy against each other, would anybody win? <laughs> no, I, know, I, I, really, I just don't get it. I don't mind people. Uh, l- listen to this story in the Washington Post this morning, Byron. 
Backroom battles between IRS agents, prosecutors, and Hunter Biden tax case. We finally have the Washington Post covering in great detail what has been going on with Hunter Biden at the IRS and the tax division. And it comes out today. And of course, what are we talking about? Matt Gates. Matt Gates. Well, now, didn't I mean, we knew this was going to happen, didn't we? I mean, he was saying it was going to happen. And we knew when it took 15 tries to get um, McCarthy elected that it was going to happen. And remember back then, there was no um, alternative to McCarthy. Occasionally, they would they would vote for Byron Donalds for a while. And then they'd vote for somebody else for a while. And then somebody else. They, they didn't have an alternative at that time. It's not like there was a, a close race. It was just... McCarthy or nothing. And here we are nine months later, and it's absolutely no different. They still don't have the alternative. Uh, and and the, there were, you remember, the, the forces against McCarthy were kind of divided in January between people who were serious, like Chip Roy, and the performance artists, like, uh, like Gates. And, and, and Chip now, Roy was out last night denouncing this. Because Chip Roy is a serious man. And so the thing is, though, is there could be enough performance artists to, to blow this up. I know. I, just, I really don't so know what bad. happens. I don't think I do not think Steve Scalise is going to step up and say, Kevin, we need a party because Scalise knows what collapses in the back room. He knows the entire organization goes to hell and yeah. the entire party operation falls apart. And you know what? Uh, Matt Gates couldn't get Elon Musk to reply to him on Twitter, much less to come to an event. And so I, I just don't think that people outside of the inner workings of politics understand how complicated it is to run a congressional campaign, a national NRCC. That, I don't know who the head of NRCC is right now, but they must be, they must be going crazy. Well, you know, the parties do, you know, commit suicide. I mean, yep. it does happen. And uh, it could happen with the Republican Party at the presidential level. Um, and it could happen like today with the Republican Party uh, at the congressional level. And the, and the party could enter the wilderness for a good while. A long um, time. And, yeah, it's not outside the realm of possibility at all. And um, I, I don't know. There's nothing one can do to prevent that. Yeah, I mean, the, given the, the, given the, the PG right rated now, version is screw around and find out. And yeah. that's what we're, Matt Gates has decided to screw around and find out. And we're going to end up with a smoking heap of a Democratic majority built on the ruins of the Republican majority, engineered by the collapse of the majority by Matt Gates. And Donald Trump is not going to end up as president. Or if he does, he's going to be impeached the first day because of Matt Gates. I just want everyone to understand you got a majority. You can work with it. You can move stuff forward. You can win, as McCarthy does, incrementally. Day by day, seat by seat, adding five every year, and you can get to yes, and you can win the Senate back, but not when you let the knuckleheads run things. And the knuckleheads are running things right now. Byron York is not a knucklehead. Byron York is our umbrella when it's raining stupid inside the beltway, but it is really a downpour of stupid today. And uh, Byron, thank you for keeping us dry. Don't go anywhere, America. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Come right back. There is a plan. Matt Gates has a plan. We don't know what it is, but there is a plan. We are trying to find out what the double secret plan is from Matt Gates because we can't figure it out. There was a plan when Dwayne needed to lose 50 pounds. There actually was a plan. There was a plan. MyPhDWeightLoss.com has a plan. There if were you need steps to, lose. to the plan. There, were, there was, it was laid out before you signed on, right? More than one step. Many steps, yes. and at the end of that was you lose 50 pounds if you do these things for a year. And and if you take the additional steps after that, because it is a plan, a long-term plan, you can keep that weight off. Yeah, so it requires, A, that you know what A is, and B, that you know what B is, and C, that... And so they told you what to do for the 12 weeks that you lost the weight, and then for the 40-plus that weeks that you've kept it off. They had a plan. Yes, there was there was always a plan. You talk to people every week to go over the plan. You can make adjustments to the plan, but there's still a plan. Yeah, but it does require literacy. Well, yes, yes. All and, right, and so I, I don't want to oversell this. Well, that's true. It works, but it requires literacy and the ability to dial a phone. 
It does, and it, and and it, it requires somebody to actually have a plan of what they want to do. MyPhDWeightLoss.com, 864 1900 That's 864-644-1900. And if you want a plan, they'll send you the plan. Yes. Welcome back, America. Congressman Mike Lawler is a freshman. He represents New York 17th. Good morning, Congressman. Welcome back. Glad to have you on the Hugh Hewitt Show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, Congressman, I got, I got a couple of basic questions. Have you ever seen Matt Gates actually fill up his own tank of gas? <laughs> no, but I've seen him drive the car into a ditch. Oh, that's what I was I was going to come to it. I don't know if he's got a license. Look, he is a legacy admittee to the Florida politics. His dad was a big wheel and got him a gig. I understand that. It happens in Hollywood. It happens in politics. That's how Matt Gates got his gig. What do people think? What is his plan? Do you know what step two is? Look, it, it, this is remarkable. Obviously, you know, he's been called Baby Gates uh, for years. And obviously his daddy, as you alluded to, gave him his, his start in politics. He's a career politician who's never held a job outside of this. Uh, and, you know, obviously he's a petulant child. I, I mean, I've never seen anyone uh, in all my time in politics behave like this. Uh, he he decided that uh, he wasn't getting enough attention, uh, and so he needed to undermine the entirety of the Republican conference. Uh, this isn't just about uh, undermining the speaker. Uh, he has derailed everything that the American people uh, sought for a House Republican majority to do uh, through his actions. Last, last week, by voting down a conservative CR and leading the charge to do that, uh, he forced us to have to uh, enter into a bipartisan CR in the House uh, rather than negotiate with the Senate. Uh, and that's a direct result of his action. Uh, we could have passed a CR that would have cut spending 8%, that would have enacted border security, uh, and negotiated with Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader from New York, uh, at the very moment that New York... Uh, is crumbling due to the migrant crisis. And Chuck Schumer would have had a choice, shut down the government or shut down the border. Uh, and because of Matt's actions, because he wanted to use this as a vehicle to remove the speaker, uh, he has derailed everything that we have been working on. Uh, and, you know, he talks about the need to pass single subject appropriations bills. We have 45 days to do it, and now there's utter chaos because of him. Now, I, I want to follow up on, on his plan, because once you remove Speaker McCarthy, I don't know what happens when you take a speaker out. I know you couldn't organize the House to begin with, so he lost precious time at the beginning of this session. Now we are behind in appropriations. We're going to lose more time. But I don't know what happened. Do the committees continue to function because they've been organized and we just are leaderless or does the Democrat get to put in a Democrat speaker? Well, the committees may be able to function a little bit, but the reality is you can't move anything on the House floor until you elect a speaker. Uh, and so the House floor would come to a halt. Uh, and obviously that would uh, uh, block our ability to pass these single subject appropriations bills. Uh, but but worse than that, it would just create unnecessary chaos and turmoil uh, and upend uh, the House of Representatives. And this is what I have to say to my Democratic colleagues, because Matt Gates talks about, well, Kevin McCarthy will need Democrats to save him. Uh, the, the question I have for my Democratic colleagues is, do you really want to associate yourself with Matt Gates in upending the House of Representatives? Do you really want to uh, associate yourself with Matt Gates? Uh, in bringing America uh, to its knees. This is a, a constitutional crisis uh, because Kevin McCarthy is second in line uh, behind Kamala Harris uh, to the presidency. And to create this situation uh, w without Kevin McCarthy having done anything wrong uh, is, is patently absurd. And I, and I would think uh, the Democrats who have spent the last two and a half years talking about democracy, uh, democracy, democracy, the need to protect democracy, 
uh, would not want to be party to this nonsense with Matt Gates. Well, you know, Jamal Bowman likes this approach by Matt Gates. Jamal Bowman is Matt Gates's best friend. Um, they'll probably be doing crossword puzzles today. The simple version over in the corner. I got to ask you, though, does anyone in your district, you, you come from a highly contested district, do they understand what it takes to get Republicans elected in, in close districts? Because the McCarthy machine, which she has built over 30 years, and I've known the speaker for 30 years, it's a 30-year effort to get to a majority. He got Elon Musk to his deal last summer. Matt Gates can't spell Elon Musk. Do they understand what they're destroying? They're destroying the House majority and maybe sending Republicans into the wilderness for a decade or more. House Republican majority is because of the seats that we have won in New York and California over the last two cycles. That is directly attributable to Kevin McCarthy recruiting good candidates, raising the money and building an infrastructure and organization to support these candidates. Districts like mine, which Joe Biden won by 10 points, uh, which has 70,000 more Democrats than Republicans. uh, Matt Gates wouldn't even get 30 percent of the vote in that district. Uh, because they want rational, reasonable people who are serious about governing. Uh, and, you know, I'm the first Republican to represent the majority of my district since Ben Gilman over 20 years ago. Uh, so they're, they're not looking for people uh, who are bomb throwers. They're looking for people who are willing to do the work. Legislating is hard. Uh, Matt Gates doesn't want to do that work. Uh, so all he wants to do is throw bombs, undermine the institution, burn it all down and have Jamal Bowman pull the fire alarm. I mean, it's it's a clown show, as I said, uh, you know, two weeks ago. Uh, and and Matt Gates is the ringleader right now. Now, Gates is raising money. I've seen the screenshot. I just posted it on my ex account. People can see he's appealing for money uh, and he's raising money off of this. The incentive structure benefits him and everyone else who wants to raise money in a safe district. But people like Dan Bishop want to be the attorney general of North Carolina. Matt Rosendale, Maryland Matt, wants to somehow trick Montanans into electing him. Ralph Norman wants to uh, run for Senate in in South Carolina. Does it work for any of them? Do any of them think this is going to work when you've got every single conservative commentator saying this is the dumbest thing I have seen in 34 years on the air? Uh, it truly is idiotic. I, I've never seen uh, a, a handful of people trying to burn it all down. We're in a divided government. We're not going to get everything we want, but we have to be in a position to negotiate with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and the White House. And if we can't even get bills passed through the House because these folks refuse to work as a team, uh, we're, we're going to be in serious trouble. And if they think that this is a stepping stone to future public office or that they can use this uh, as a vehicle uh, to take on, you know, the establishment and the rhinos and the uniparty, and that's going to get them to where they want to go in some other statewide office, uh, they're kidding themselves. They've pissed off every single member of the conference. Uh, people who you know, generally don't have a bad word to say about anybody are enraged uh, because they, they are undermining everything we are trying to do on behalf of the American people and to take on the Biden agenda, to secure our border, to cut spending, to deal with the, the calamities that have ensued on the global stage. And yet... Their focus is how can we disrupt, how can we remove the speaker and create enough chaos? I mean, do they really think that any of us will support any person that they want for speaker should Kevin McCarthy be removed? There is no way to have anyone other than Speaker McCarthy be speaker. But Mike Lawler, um, I'm curious about whether or not I am correct. I believe a lot of congressmen have endorsed Donald Trump. I stay in Switzerland because I try and I'm fair to every Republican. I, you know, I try and just be a Republican guy and talk to them all. But I know that many, many congressmen have endorsed Donald Trump, who also love Kevin McCarthy. But I think Matt Gates is trying to make Trump supporters believe he is speaking for and acting on behalf of the president. Am I correct that there are far more Trump endorsers in favor of McCarthy remaining speaker than there are with Gates? Oh, I think that's uh, absolutely correct. Uh, look, over over 200 members support Kevin McCarthy and want him to remain as speaker. Uh, 
and I think they will not budge, myself included, uh, will not budge from supporting Kevin, uh, as we did during the 15 rounds for Speaker in January. Uh, it is destructive to the institution, it's destructive to the party, and it's destructive to the country. Uh, and I think the vast majority of members, regardless of you know who they've supported for president or where they stand on the ideological spectrum, uh, understand that Kevin McCarthy is the right person to lead our conference. He has put in the hard work. Uh, he has fought for this majority, uh, and he deserves to be speaker. Uh, and unfortunately, we have a, a handful of malcontents uh, that are doing their best to burn it down. Uh, so last question, Mike Lawler. I'd like to see a vote on this quickly, because if they're going to oust the speaker, I'd like the paralysis to hit right away because they're stepping on the Virginia elections. And I mean, they're they're killing us in Virginia. I just would like people to know that as soon as possible. When will a vote come up on the motion to vacate? I'm hopeful we'll do it today. Uh, just rip the Band-Aid off. Let's take the vote. Uh, let's not let this drag on any further. Um, you know, I'm hopeful the votes are there. Uh, I believe they are. Uh, and again, I don't, I don't think the Democrats really want to associate or align themselves with Matt Gates. Uh, this is a man who's under ethics investigation uh, and somebody that they have derided for years. Uh, so to associate themselves uh, with his uh, ploy uh, to undermine the institution uh, and undermine our democracy, uh, I don't think they want to associate themselves with that. But time will tell. Uh, I, we have to have the vote by tomorrow. Uh, so I'm hopeful we do it today and, and let's move forward. And I'll tell you, somebody like Bob Good, who represents Virginia, uh, he was told, you know, you are you are creating chaos uh, in the lead up to the Virginia election, uh, he supported uh, the CR uh, last week, uh, the, for, uh, the the one that the speaker put forth. Uh, we'll see what he does uh, with respect to this, uh, but it won't be good for his state if there's chaos in Washington. It's not good for any center right person. It's not good for any conservative. The only people this helps are Democrats and Matt Gates is helping the Democrats and chaos. Uh, but that he's like as, Thanos. As Carlos Jimenez said he's Joe Biden's favorite Republican right now. And Jamal Bowman's by far. Uh, Mike Lawler, Congressman Lawler from New York 17th. Thank you, Congressman. I'll be right back, America. Stay tuned. I'm Hugh Hewitt. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. Rediscover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. Welcome back, America. Columnist extraordinaire Bethany Mandel joins me now. Good morning, Bethany. Good morning. How are you? Good. I have three subjects to cover with you today. Strollers, sexting, and Matt Gates. So let's start with strollers. Oh, okay. Why are strollers impossible to use now? I took my toddler granddaughter to the toddler lot yesterday, and they make it impossible to put them in. What happened to strollers? They, I, I think this is all of parenting. They've decided that everything needs to have a million bells and whistles and everything has to be like super fancy and super functional. Well, actually, that's not true. Not functional. Everything has to be super fancy, but at the expense of functional. We've had the same stroller for six kids and my husband cannot figure out how to open it. And that is not at all a knock on my husband. That's that makes me happy because I thought it was maybe just people who were over 60 couldn't work the strollers today. But it's that. number two, there's a, new, a Washington Post story this morning. Your boys aren't old enough yet. I, I DK what to do. That's a quote. I don't know what to do. 
Thousands of teen boys are being extorted in sexting scams. And of course, this was bound to happen. They go online, someone trolls them and pretends to be a cute girl and then asks for a, a, a compromising photo and they get blackmailed. What are parents going to do, Bethany? I mean, how in the world are you going to protect teenage boys against this? Because they're stupid by definition. First of all, don't give them the vehicle with which they are being extorted. Do not give them a cell phone that can text other people besides you. Um, this is something that I will say over and over and over until I'm blue in the face, but kids don't need cell phones. They, d- they don't need the ability to, to message everyone under the sun. Um, but other than that, I mean, kids are really lacking in critical thinking skills. We're teaching children in schools and at home also what to think instead of how to think. And this is a manifestation of that decision. Yeah, I don't think you can say too many times, one pill can kill. That's what the First Lady of Virginia is out saying. One pill can kill. You order a Xanax, it might be fentanyl, it might kill you. And people are not who they seem on the Internet. You're going to be lied to. You're going to be manipulated. You can't say it enough. Now, speaking about dumb kids, we come to Matt Gates, And I, you are sort of the representative of parents everywhere who are sort of sane. What do you think of Matt Gates? What would you think if your child grew up to be like Matt Gates? Oh, God forbid. God forbid. I, I, he's a narcissist. Is he, this is, this is, I I love the pictures that you're showing on screen because he is so consumed with how he looks and both physical appearance and also his, his outward persona. This is all, everything that he's doing with Kevin McCarthy is not about making the country better fixing what's wrong in Congress. It's about making sure that he becomes a household name because he wants to have a better position on sort of right-wing MAGA world to move forward. It's it's really, really toxic for our democracy. Um, and, you know, naturally, he will therefore be very successful and, you know, all the wrong lessons will be learned. You know, Bethany, I've been to like a thousand Republican meetings over the years, a thousand and there is always a sad little group of people who have a table and they're selling their self-published book about how they're going to save the world. It's always that guy that is there because no one else will talk to him except at the Republican convention. Matt Gates is on the path there, but he is a legacy admittee to politics because his dad was a smart and important guy in Florida. Does anyone really believe this or are they in on the joke? I mean, I, I think that we're hearing behind closed doors, what people actually think. No one thinks that he's going to be able to do anything successful when it comes to this sort of ploy that he's doing with Kevin McCarthy. But, you know, all, all of the stunts that he pulls, none, no one thinks that he will actually be successful. It's just gumming up all of the inner workings of Congress and trying to make himself a, a household name. That's all he's trying to do here. My, my last question for you is to compliment you on being a Marylander. You now have four senators. You've got Matt Rosendale, who was from Maryland, but moved to Montana. You've got your two regular senators. And now you have a new senator from California who was living in Maryland. Don't you feel overrepresented now? Uh, Of all the things I feel about Maryland's government, overrepresented overrepresented is not one of them. (laughs) It's it's, It's all the same. They're all the same. It is the most dysfunctional county in the most dysfunctional region in a dysfunctional country. And you picked it, Bethany Mandel. You can still move across the river just in time for Matt Gates to screw up Glenn Youngkin's attempt to become a successful governor. Follow Bethany on the site formerly known as Twitter. It's X at Bethany Shondark. Thank you, Bethany. I want to ask all of you, Alliance Defending Freedom defends the rights of parents like Bethany to protect their children's best interests in every public school and in their right to homeschool. Parental rights are high on the agenda of the Alliance Defending Freedom. They are the most effective public interest law firm in the world for center-right constitutionalism. They are the most effective public interest firm in the world for the First Amendment protections of speech and religious practice. They are the most effective legal defense firm in the world for churches and evangelical people of any faith. They protect you. Would you please join their team? $19 a month. Be a champion for freedom. The banner is at the top of HughHewitt.com. Head on over there and contribute, please. I'll be right back. Brett Bear is next. Senator Tom Cotton coming up. Lots ahead in hour three of the Hugh Hewitt Show. And I would 
Oh, Brett joins us now. Brett, I was just telling people you've got a new book coming out a week from today, and you might be already ramping up for to rescue the Constitution. I've, I've read this already. I'm going to read it again before we talk. How is the uh, the early demand for book appearances going? You were talking uh, and kicking off uh, next week. I'll be out your way. Um, you know, Nixon and Reagan Library and. I'll be bouncing all around the country. So you can go to brettbear.com, and uh, there's a schedule of events. Now, you wrote the great book about Grant. We talked about To Rescue the Republic a couple of years ago. To Rescue the Constitution is brand new. You're going backwards. Which was more fun to write? Which was easier to write? Because they're both fascinating episodes. I knew nothing about last year's, the Reconstruction effort. I know a lot about the constitutional effort, but you come at it as as a writer for a big public. Which was more interesting to do? You know, I actually like this book better. I, yeah, I like them both. I fell in love with the process, as I told you before. But I, I think that this book, for me, goes back to the founding fathers and the principles and really George Washington as a person. And um, I just think it's more important in the big picture for our country. And uh, in that way, I think it's more valuable. I do love the Grant story because people overlook him as a president. And I think a lot of people enjoyed that. Uh, so hopefully they'll see the same, you know, enjoyment out of this one. To Rescue the Constitution comes out a week from today. We'll talk with Brett when it's out and you're able to buy it, but you can pre-order it right now. Brett, tonight you could charge for a special report. Tonight you could actually <laughs> charge admission because you got Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm not sure you're going to be able to get in a question. What do you think? Yes. So uh, we've had this back and forth. The, the candidates are really, really into it. And um, really want to do it. Uh, the RNC does not um, and feels that any two candidates on the same stage um, thereby indicates a debate, which even though we called it a candidate's corner and an in-depth discussion, they really uh, don't want that to happen. So uh, we're going to press it and see what happens today. But uh, it may be back to back interviews which is disappointing. I thought that this would be kind of a new venue to look into, um, um, you know, able to to talk about issues in depth. But uh, the RNC sees it differently, and uh, we're going to make an appeal. But uh, as of right now, it'll be back to back. Well, that will still be fun in the green room. Can we pipe in the green room live? Because that would be fun, too. (laughs) Maybe so. I mean, I'm definitely going to have some kind of interaction, whether they ask each other questions or something like that flip a coin. I mean, the thought process was just, as you know, trying to get to the heart of issues in a more long format, you know, so I was willing to give 45, 50 minutes of the show uh, to be able to do that and offered it to every candidate. So we thought that it was a way around um, some of their concerns, but uh, the RNC sees it differently. Yeah, I do not know what the RNC rule set is, but I will tell you this. Uh, the longer that candidates talk, the better that people who watch understand them. So even if it's back to back, it's still pay-per-view. Uh, I'm not sure who I'd have go first. Have you flip, Do you flip a coin if you have to do back to back? I'm going to flip a coin. I think that that's how I have to do it, because uh, otherwise whoever goes second has the advantage of – I may put them in a in a soundproof booth. I don't know what I'm going to do, but uh, – uh, it is piped into the green room. And the green room is more fun than, than any of the shows, actually, because Molly Hemingway, <laughs> Guy Benson, and I, and Meredith were in there last night, and Tom, who was on with Laura, and it was just a fabulous conversation about things that never get talked about. So pipe in the green room. Brett, i got to ask you about golf at this point. i got to talk to you about the Ryder Cup. Um, yeah. I know you got up early. I don't. All right? I, I read the results at the end, and I watch on tape delay, but you were probably up early to watch. What the uh-huh. heck happened to the American team? You know, the Euros were really, really strong, and they just had this kind of passion. They had really good guys that were hitting their stride. Victor Hovland, probably one of the best players out there right now. Rory McIlroy seemed to be supercharged, and um, they just had a lot of chemistry. Uh, I think the American team had some good folks on it, but um, they just got in too big of a hole out front. But, yeah, I did get up at 530 in the morning. To, to watch and watched all day, but um, they almost did it. They were coming back, but uh, fell short. I think Brad, I don't know if th- your publisher will agree with this, but I think you ought to write to save the game 
Because the game when I was your age and, and when I was very young was everywhere and omnipresent and everyone played it. Golf went into decline. It's coming back. You may be a future PGA commissioner because you love the game. But what do you think? Do you think Americans are losing interest in golf or is it coming back? So I think the game itself is is in resurgence. I think it's uh, since COVID, more and more people got addicted to golf and COVID ena- enabled golf to go up actually in numbers. Uh, because people had to get outside and wanted to. I, I think that the live PGA thing kind of has a little bit of bad taste in people's mouths about how the operation of golf is going. But the game itself, I think, is pretty strong. Too. All right. Well, I'm, I'm putting you forward as the next PGA commissioner because they need somebody <laughs> to come out and actually defend the game. Brett Baer, looking forward to talking to you about to save the Constitution. George Washington, the effort to save the, the Constitution comes out next week. I'll talk to you then, Brett. Thank you so much. Thanks. Senator Tom Cotton joins me now. Good morning, Senator. How are you? I'm doing well, Hugh. Good morning. Good to be I have been to- I've been accused this morning of being culturally out of touch because I do not know what Bucky's is. Are you familiar with Bucky's? <laughs> a little bit, Hugh. A little bit. I mean, we, well, I've uh, I've never been in a Bucky's, and Dwayne has decorated his front lawn with Bucky's. So I'm just curious: does Arkansas have Bucky's? Uh, not to my knowledge. I've seen some over in Tennessee um, on the drive home from uh, Washington to Arkansas, but uh, I've not seen. Uh, in Arkansas, my knowledge. It's always possible, though. It's a big state. All right. Well, you go on. Cause I, I've got to now visit a Bucky's because Dwayne has told me it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Senator, I want to ask you about when you were a platoon leader or you were actually going through ranger school or you were going through basic training or officer candidate school, whatever you did, there's always one guy or one gal at the end of the line. There's a bell curve and everything, right? And they would screw up drills. Did that happen to you where there's always one soldier who would screw something up? It does always happen to you uh, in any organization, including the military. There's one kind of uh, high drag, uh, low speed soldier that uh, you're usually waiting on. And so it, it happens in every company. There's a bell curve and everything. Well, the bell curve has an end, and it's named Matt Gates. Now, I don't expect you to dump on a former colleague from the House. Did you ever lap in the House? I guess you didn't, did you? I, I did not, Matt. You. H- have you met Matt? Um, only briefly, you. Only briefly. I, I I would just like to know if you know what the strategy is after they remove Kevin McCarthy from the speakership, if they, meaning Matt Gates and friends, are successful. What it, you're a member, you're a House alum. What happens if you're if you don't have a speaker? Well, I certainly hope that the House won't remove Kevin McCarthy. There's uh, zero grounds to do so. I think Kevin has been a strong leader this year uh, for the House of Representatives, and I, I think it would result probably in paralysis and chaos in the House at a time we're trying to fund the government and address our border crisis and address the growing crime wave all across America for the House to be kind of racked with indecision over inside baseball and turmoil um, is not something that the American people that's going to deliver positive results for the American people and therefore something that we should be spending our time on. Well, it's also destructive of focusing on things like there is a story this morning on the idiocy of the Biden investigation run by Treasury and IRS that was frustrated by the tax division. I would be talking about that this morning, except for the fact Matt Gates is trying to bring down the House Republican caucus. Is there any explanation in your view for what he's doing? Um, no, Hugh, I, I really don't have one now. Um, right. again, again, I mean, I. It's fine to have differences of opinion. It's fine for congressmen to have voted against that spending bill that we passed on Saturday. Um, But I just don't see what's productive about trying to remove the Speaker of the House at a time when we have a razor-thin majority. What the members of the House Republican Caucus should be doing, what the vast majority of them are trying to do, is put together 218 Republican votes on every piece of legislation. That's the source of power they have. That's the leverage they have against Chuck Schumer's Senate and against Joe Biden. And when they can't do that, especially when they turn on each other and spend their time fighting each other, that simply undermines the goals that Republican voters expect us to pursue. Now, there was reporting over the weekend that there was division in the Senate GOP caucus on how to proceed. But a vote was taken and the majority's position was adopted and those who lost the vote went along. In other words, it's a grown up caucus. Am I correct in my reporting? Uh, well, I think it's fair. 
be fair to say on almost every piece of legislation we consider um, that there's some divisions. And usually whenever it's fighting over, you know, government funding, especially when you're up against the deadline, there's sometimes pretty stark and, and passionate divisions. But uh, you're correct that in the end, you cast your votes and the next vote around, you make people who were your um, adversaries this time are going to be your critical allies next time. Now, the last thing I'd like to talk with you about, Congressman, is you've done a lot of work for various Republican candidates across the country. It's not easy to get elected to Congress in a closely divided country, and you need an apparatus. And Kevin McCarthy has built an extraordinarily effective one. What happens if that comes? I mean, what what happens to just say donors if they see chaos in Washington? Yeah, that's that's a big problem right in the middle of the cycle. You know, we've seen uh, transition in our leadership in the House, for instance for instance, from John Maynard to Paul Ryan and Kevin McCarthy. And there's always questions about whether the new leader will be able to politically uh, live up to his predecessor. In every case, they've actually improved. You know, Kevin McCarthy probably has the best political operation and is the most prolific fundraiser yet for House Republicans. It's one thing to do that in an orderly fashion after an election queue. Um, It would be, in my opinion, extremely risky for House Republicans to maintain the majority and grow the majority to try to change horses electorally in the middle of the stream, because Kevin McCarthy has done a great job in recruiting outstanding candidates and raising the money necessary to fight back Democratic attacks. Uh, now, you know, what what really drives me a little bit crazy, Senator, is that Virginia is trying to elect a House of Delegates and a state Senate to support Glenn Youngkin. And this is dropping in the middle of it, even even the hardcore Trump supporters out there ought to realize that we should be talking this morning about the absurd trial that Donald Trump is in. And I mean, it really is absurd in New York. It's persecution. And we're not. We're not doing any of that. What What about basic politics eludes our far right wing? Yeah. Again, Hugh, this is just an example of how um, the internal turmoil that's been unleashed now is overshadowing important other matters, whether it's legislation we're trying to pass or highlighting what the Democrats are doing, you know, in the effort, continued efforts to get Trump through the distortion of every legal precedent, or the failures of Joe Biden uh, and, and what Joe Biden is doing. You know, there's reporting, all the reporting today is going to be about the drama in the House. It's not going to be about the five to 10,000 new migrants across the border today, and we'll do so again tomorrow. Um, I, I think it's our time and effort is much better spent on trying to solve the American people's problems and highlighting how Joe Biden has made those problems worse. There is also a story on the landing page of The Washington Post this morning about a Hunter Biden tax investigation and how the tax division of justice squelched it for two and a half years. We're not talking about that because of Matt Gates. It just it makes me crazy. I want to turn to Ukraine. Uh, Admiral Stavridis pointed out to me yesterday, and I did not know this, that if Russia wins in Ukraine, they will control 30% of the wheat in the world, 30%. Another means by which they can blackmail our friends and ally with our enemies in Beijing. Does does the president have any, does, has he ever made an effort to try and persuade people about why Ukraine is in our best interest to remain free? Um, no, you know, to my knowledge, Hugh, uh, Joe Biden has never given, for instance, a White House speech. Uh, about our efforts in Ukraine, something that, say, Ronald Reagan certainly would have done. And uh, he usually speaks in kind of grandiose Wilsonian terms, uh, explaining what we're doing in Ukraine in terms of why it's good for Ukraine. Well, obviously, it's good for the people of Ukraine or why it's good for global solidarity or NATO unity or some other such abstraction. What the American people need to understand is why it's good for Americans. Uh, the most basic reason is that the lessons of history have taught us is that we have to stand up against unprovoked aggression early, firmly, and strongly if you don't want to encourage more of it, not just by Russia, but by countries like China. But then, as Admiral Staff said, there are other uh, more specific reasons as well, like the threat to global food markets and the instability that could create and the inflation that it could cause at home. So there's lots of reasons that we're supporting Ukraine fighting this war that benefit Americans. And and that's what Americans need to hear from Joe Biden, and they never did it from Biden. Uh, Last question, Senator. In the green room last night before special report, Guy Benson was telling us a story about his Uber driver. He's up at Northwestern. And the Uber driver, who is very anti-Trump, nevertheless came around to the fact that to explain to Guy, she couldn't afford to do her job, her second job, because the price of gas was going up. 
and the cost of bread. Now, I had checked with the fetching Mrs. Hewitt, and a loaf of Dave's bread costs six dollars a loaf. Now, I I don't like Dave's bread, but she buys it anyway. It's it's too good for you. But do you hear from constituents every day that they are out of rope, that they don't have any margin left? Okay, Hugh, uh, I, I hear routinely from our Cantons who are struggling, and these are not people who are kind of on the margins of society who come on and off welfare programs. In many cases, these are dual-income families making well over the median household income for the state of Arkansas who have always put their groceries on their credit card bill and paid it off at the end of the month, but now are having to float that credit card debt. Um, because, as you say, prices for staples, not luxuries, but staples like bread and milk and eggs and meats um, are still much higher than they were two years ago or three years ago. And I know that all the eggheads in Joe Biden's White House want to keep telling you, well, if you squint really hard and you remove volatile measures, core inflation, you'll see that the rate of increase is now down to you know an acceptable level. That's not the way a farmer and a teacher in Arkansas think about it. They think that, that prices are higher now than they were when Joe Biden took office. And that's why Joe Biden has such terrible approval ratings on the economy. What they want is for prices to be lower again. In fact, Josh Kroshauer just posted another poll showing ours with a historically large advantage on the economy over Biden. Biden White House still doubling down on the Bidenomics brand. I, I hope they hug that Bidenomics brand forever, Senator. Do your friends have like Bidenomics uh, sweater vests, you know, the kind of stuff that they wear? Yeah, I think that's, that, that might be the 2024 campaign mo- motto for Republicans and the White House. Bidenomics. It's one word campaign. And if Matt Gates would get out of the way, we could talk about it. Senator Tom Cotton, always a pleasure to talk to you, Senator. Thank you so much. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.